I got some shit for y'all ass this episode, especially about Cooper Cup. I got because I know Carlos going to want to talk shit about it. I got some shit. Are you ready? Just shout him out, bro. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy. What up, though? What it is, hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session. The boys are back in town, as if always. If you listen to this, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this at, wherever you're viewing this at, and stuff like that, or wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, how you're doing it. Make sure you do it there and there. Um, and then, as always, make sure you go look at our rankings on ffnsession.com. Go get you some merchandise. Look at the new picture. Shout out to Tonyo for taking the pictures, the uh, AKA the producer. Yeah, man. We here, man. The first game was yesterday, bro. How y'all feel? Yes, oh, it was. And that was so great, bro. You know, we didn't know how it was going to be with the pandemic and everything. Like, is it going to be awkward? Like, be, the motherfuckers playing, you know, tackle football and no crowd or whatever. But, you know, it, was, it, it felt pretty normal, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I told this dude on the elevator that today when I got off work. I said, you know what I'm saying? I thought maybe like the game would like feel different, but it mm. did. It didn't. It felt like I was watching football. Exactly, bro. Exactly. But the story of the night, the you David know the Johnson talked up. David Johnson, him too, bro. Him too. We can start with him, bro. We can start with him. Let's start with him. So, how did y'all? What did y'all feel? How did y'all feel about that, bro? I think he looked pretty good. I think David Johnson probably was like the shocker of it. Uh, that well, we. I think I knew Will Fuller was gonna get those targets, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's who his rep report was with. So I, I will say that was that was a quiet hundred yard game though, bro. Like, he had a touchdown, it would have been a monster game. Exactly. He didn't take no deep shots to Will Fuller. They were all like just dink and dunk type passes, bro. But you know what I mean? And like he ended up with 10 targets and 112 yards. And I think everybody came away saying like that really wasn't a good game, bro. So I think that tells me that you know that's his floor, bro. If he can stay healthy, man. He definitely has wide receiver one ceiling. It definitely looked a little preseason ish, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they it was a little sloppy play out there, but you know, it's it, it looked it was awesome to me, bro. I just love to see that football was on, bro. It was, I was like having it yesterday. A, it's gonna be another year of Watson running for his life for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, Why did they Watson tossed the most money left tackle? I saw that, bro. Then, like, right after that, they said that he was the most penalized left tackle <laughs> last year. Like, Bill O'Brien, bro, that dude, man, GM of the year right there, bro. <laughs> GM of the year, bro. Um, but, yeah, bro, it's, it looks like it's going to be more of that, bro, like him running for his life, man, and having to, like, just be Superman pretty much, bro. Cause... Did, did anybody kill y'all yesterday? You know what I'm saying? Uh, good or bad? For where, Houston? I, I I went up against a, a, a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack. It wasn't as bad, you know what I'm saying, as it could have been. So I mm-hmm. feel like, you know what I'm saying, Yeah, might be I mean, they, they, were, they were controlling the game pretty much the whole game, so you didn't need Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. Like, he was just, you know, just doing his – he was doing Patrick Mahomes shit, but they really didn't need him to air it out like that, bro. Mm-hmm. For sure that. he wasn't. But like the him. main, you know, the, the topic that I want to discuss is that guy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, bro. How did y'all feel first game? Do you live up to expectations? I like, I like him. I think he. I definitely thought he looked 
as advertised. I wish he would have got a little bit more passes. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think everybody wish he did. He he didn't get any catches. What one negative thing I, I am gonna say that I didn't like is him on the on the goal line. You know what I'm saying? I think he had what like five goal line six six inside the five rushes and no touchdown. You know what I mean? No touchdown. His size. Because he got stuffed a lot of times, like he did, he did. Maybe because maybe JJ Watt was on the line, but it, it's not going to, you know, what I mean, NFL is not going to get any easier. And I think exactly with his body size, they might they might look to bring in a bigger back back there. You know, what I'm saying to run in, maybe uh, Williams get the goal line touches. If 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 this happens two games in a row, I'm not saying that we're going to write him off on the goal line now, but I think if this happens two games in a row, we might we might definitely have to look something else. Well, not look somewhere else, but I think they might look somewhere else for the guy on the goal line. Gotcha. Well, for me, I think that, like, yeah, he did get stuff, but, you know, it is positive that he got literally every single carry inside of five. So that is a positive, bro. And I want to say, like, I don't think it was all him, bro. Like, they were in the backfield while he was getting, like, they were, you know, making, you know, they were blocking well between the 20s, bro. But when they got in the goal line, they were just running jumbo package, running straight up the middle. And J.J. Watt was playing his ass off, bro. He was literally in the backfield, like, almost every time, bro. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I was kind I kind of mentioned it last night, and then I was talking to Antonio earlier about it, and I was just like, bro, like I just don't see Andy Reid just running him straight up the middle, bro. He's too creative to do that shit every single you know play every time they get inside the five, bro. It was no misdirection, bro, at all. Like you know, like that is what he's famous for is that misdirection. Somebody running across the line, you know, you know just something, bro. Some type of motion, bro. It was none of that. It was a straight ground and pound, bro. I just think that they were playing a very vanilla type game plan bro they had the game under control bro so they just you know they didn't really need to show nothing bro but i just i just think it was very good that he got every single carry inside of five bro that's true i understand what you're saying i, I just i just want my running back to be able to punch it in on the three yard line or the two yard yeah. line that's all i'm saying i just think in the future he will punch it in it's just not gonna be like a derrick henry punch in bro it's just yeah. gonna it's gonna be some you know chiefs type of play bro like some type of shit where they're gonna get him out in the space bro or somebody you know runs in motion bro just to get the defense off guard bro it's only i just like getting all that volume down there it's only a matter of time Exactly. I just I just like that he put up such a great game, bro. And we all talked about coming in to this season. Like his his most valuable skill is his pass catching. You know what I mean? So he had two targets. And one of them was uncatchable, bro. Like, you know, Pat Mahomes was like trying to scramble. He just kind of threw it. It wasn't even on target or whatever. So like mm-hmm. just the fact that he, you know, put up this great game and he really hasn't even hit his ceiling, bro. Like I just think that, you know, he's gonna have a great year, bro. Definitely. One more point I think we I want to make that I don't think a lot of people are talking about the Miko Harmon um sitting on the bench being a punt returner. <laughs> like uh Demarcus Robinson was dropping passes, but he was still out there. He was the one he was yeah. the wide receiver three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Robinson, man, he could he could overtake him on a depth try. If he keeps playing like that, bro, I just don't see them leaving him on the bench like that, bro. But I was kind of like that, you know, I, I wanted to wait and see what we call Harmon. Like, I know we co-own a league together. We, like, kind of were in a pinch where we needed to, you know, start somebody. And he does have the ability to take the top off, bro, but I really wasn't excited about it all along. But, you know, until we see him get more snaps and more involved in the offense, bro, I just think you have to leave with Cole Harmon on the bench. Yep. And leaving him on the, on the bench, is this going to be a consistent season from Sammy Watkins? He had nine oh, targets. Seven receptions, 82 yards, and one touchdown. I Actually, I like that better than the three-touchdown monster game that he had last year. You know what I'm saying? Because that looked more realistic. You know what I mean? That looked like a more 
of a wide receiver two role. Because I remember at one point in the game, even though Tyreek Hill had, I think, one of the top three matchups according to PFF, like he he wasn't getting the, the ball. You know what I mean? He, that touchdown saved, you know what I'm saying, a bad day. He probably will finish outside of the wide receiver one range. This, uh, but but that's something we talked about with him, bro. Like he, you know, he's like a Nicole Harmon. He has the ability to just win you a week with one play, bro. But you know, half of his games he finishes like a wide receiver four. So yeah, you know, you just got to take the ups and downs with Tyreek Hill, bro. But I think I definitely, if Sammy Watkins is on the bench, like Javar said, I think I, I think I, I'm definitely. Well, if he's anywhere on the waiver wire, do it, don't do it. <laughs> I, I would think it's bad, Man, if you guys, Sammy Watkins listeners, sell high if you can, man. So I'm not please, buying him. I'm not buying him yeah. for crazy. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not mean, falling into that trap again. So how many games of Sammy Watkins doing this? Would you? What you have to say? How many targets did you say he had, Javar? Nine targets, and he how caught. Many, how many six to nine target games would you have to see from Sammy Watkins in a row before you trust him? Like three, at three. least. Three. At least three, man. That's a good number because last year he only had over nine. He only had uh, four, and he had exactly. three three games with eight targets in him. Mm. But in all those games, he only went on, on in double digits in one of them. The rest of them, he didn't go in double digits with all those targets. So you're right. If he's not getting that uh, deodorant stain touchdown, he's not going to be a, a – Valuable option each week. Facts. Mm. I wait. I would start him next week, but if he does something similar to this next week, he's definitely on the radar week three. Yeah, definitely. So, so if you do like Sammy, this is the week to pick him up, just in case he do go off next. I mean, next week, so you'll be ahead of everybody. But I don't think know. he'll he gonna be picked up. Though. I think he was drafted pretty he much in every probably. league. Yeah, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say he's. Pretty up there, and you know, ownership percentage. I would say yeah. at least over seventy percent on. Uh, any other takeaways from Thursday night football? Uh, Andy Reid needs to fix his face shield, bro. <laughs> Did y'all see that shit? That shit was so foggy at the end of the game, bro. Like, bro, he didn't even try to wipe it off. Bro. He was just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> need to get one of the little uh, windshield wipers on it for real, something, bro. A little. Squish. Yes, yeah, it's something, bro. That shit wasn't working. And for the people who uh, have to start a defense in a league, Kansas City might be something to look at. They was getting a lot of pressure on Watson with blitzes and then just the D-line going crazy. So that might be a defense to look at if they out there. I haven't even thought about that. Like, even in the leagues where I do have to draft defenses, like, it's just like, whatever. I have two. I mean, like, 14 leagues this year, bro. I have two leagues with defenses, bro. And it's a dynasty league, so it's, yeah. I ain't worried about drafting it. I, I just be like, I don't know. Yeah, Whoever, whoever's out there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I think that's all for Thursday Night Football. We can go ahead and get into the news and the notes. Uh, since the last time we potted, the number – well, we actually have, like, real numbers uh, pertaining to Sunday, uh, Sunday, the Sunday lineup. So um, <clears throat> this we're recording this Friday – evening friday night so it'll be out in the morning saturday morning with y'all guys here so if any news comes out sunday morning like of course make sure you follow us at fantasy in session on twitter uh, to keep you updated with the latest and greatest of on the injury uh alert or you could uh email us if you don't have a twitter email us at fantasy in session you know what i mean and we'll we'll answer your email your start sit emails you know what i mean facts 
Ooh, I just came up with something like that on the spot. So, like I said, one on the news list, we got the Lions declare Kenny also smooth Galladay as doubtful for Sunday's game against the Bears. Bad news, Bob. It sucks, bro. Um, yeah, bro. I, I mean, I'm, I am glad. Uh, like the silver lining to this is, you know, they didn't throw him out there to be like a decoy. You know what I mean? And you know, because you're gonna start Kenny Galladay if he's playing. But I think this helps out. Um, Marvin Jones, I think he becomes almost a must play, and uh, Hawkinson has to move up in the rankings also. A lot of Hawkinson, so I need him to go bonkers this week. You got anything on that, Javar? Sound pretty good. All right, so the Bucks also list Mike Evans as doubtful for Sunday's game. That's bad news for Chris Godwin because, um, I, well, when we get to the game this week, I actually had a, like, a good stat about Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore, but that's neither here nor there now because Mike Evans probably will not play Sunday. So, yeah, man, try to pivot yeah. if you can. Like the producer always says, Scotty Miller. Exactly. And I and uh, so just to clarify, they're not ruled out yet. They're just you know they're you know they labeled doubtful. So nine times out of ten, they're gonna be you know out. So just I think you know, doubtful gotta, is like next above out. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you just go ahead and start making other plans now, man. Questionable, like I'm not that scared, but like doubtful, like it's like all right. Yeah, questionable is the new probable. Cause remember they changed the, the injury designations. I think mm-hmm. like two years ago. Yeah. So middle time. <laughs> Uh, Daryl Henderson is a good to go for Sunday night uh, football. Uh, that we'll get to that when we get yep. to that game. Brashad um, Pyramid will play this week versus the Bills. Who cares? Amari Cooper. Good to Amari go. Cooper is good to go yeah. for Sunday night football. My bad. I just said Cooper. I'm, I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Miles Sanders is limited uh, in practice today and questionable for Sunday. That's big news. I think we talked. Did we talk about Philly last? No, we'll talk about them. So we'll wait for. Uh, we'll get to that game and we'll talk about that. Alshon Jeffries out. Also, uh, Rhaegar is in full at the practice. But and they said they're gonna limit his uh, snaps though. But you know that's still a good look. Okay, Deontay Johnson also gets a full practice today. He was yes, out with a little toe yes, injury. That's Super news. excited about him this week. Definitely. Jarvis Landry's week one role will be game one dependent. That sounds like bad news right there. Well, it's going to be an ugly matchup uh, that game anyway. Uh, yeah. Did we talk about them last episode? I believe we did, bro. But that's something. Remember, I, I kind of mentioned it. I don't remember what episode, but I kind of mentioned how nobody was really talking about Jarvis Landry having that offseason surgery and not being mm-hmm. completely healthy yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now here we are, week one, and they're saying that he might not even get a lot of snaps pretty much, bro. So, that's yeah, bro. Fire news for uh, Hooper owners. Exactly. Well, I, I still don't want – I still probably stay away from him in, uh, in that Baltimore matchup. But going forward, it's definitely something to look into. I think he gets an upgrade, though, man. Hooper? Yeah. This like, week, this week is yeah. going to be nasty, bro. Baltimore is probably Just volume-wise, man. Like, uh, I just think that he, he – I mean, he's going to get a lot of volume if Landry's not there because Landry's usually that volume-type guy who's going to get a lot of targets but he's not going to have a lot of yards or anything. Are you, talking about, are you talking about season going forward or just week? No, no, just this week. Just, you know, just a slight upgrade. I ain't saying he a smash play. I'm not saying he's a smash play. Be, I, don't think that, I don't think that Baker's going to be able to throw the ball as much. Yeah. Honest. I think it's gonna look nasty. I think no man, that might be a Baltimore uh, gonna do him dirty. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I think Baltimore gonna do him dirty. 
I mean, uh, but that has nothing to do with him getting his volume. If he gets ten targets, catch ten of them. That is true. Jarvis uh, Landry went off, and they still did him dirty. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. But I don't know. We'll see. Damn, football is on Sunday. That's crazy. Shit's so crazy, bro. I cannot believe it. Man. I'm still, I still watch every Falcon like YouTube press conference. Yes, every one of them. So like that, I'm probably gonna go off on on the Falcon game. Like it's probably gonna sound like a little homer, but like for the Seahawks. But anyway, uh, yeah, like any other news? By twelve. You got any other news? Nope, I'm good. To go. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the week, man. Let's get to these last eight episodes. We got into the first eight episodes. If you didn't hear, make sure you go check out the last episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> the yeah, first last eight episode. games, episodes. Oh man, yeah, yeah. We got into the last eight games on the last <laughs> episode, so man, make sure y'all go check that out. I'm not gonna go through all the whatever games that you don't hear on this episode. They're on the last episode, so I'm not gonna watch all the games exactly. All right, so the first game we're going to start off with is the Dolphins against the New England Patriots. It's a 43-and-a-half point over under the New England Patriots are favored by six-and-a-half. Uh, the, starting, the starting Patriot quarterback is Cam Newton. I got him as a sit. Um, some things that I pointed out, Dolphins have a new and improved secondary. Uh, Brian, Brian Jones signing Cal Van Noy and Xavier Howard is already there. How do y'all feel about Cam Newton, uh, Jabbar? Uh, I feel like if you got the Cam Newton, you most likely got to start him. Um, he should get a touchdown or two. Because I think it should just be a close game with those both defense battling it out and rushing the ball. I, I, I don't like that six. And, I don't know about – I'm not a betting man, Carlos, but I know you probably mm-hmm. going to bet on these games Sunday. I think six and a half is way too much. I think they're trying the Dolphins. Like that Dolphins, when you look at that Dolphins new defense, like it's stacked. Yeah. I mean, they, they still got to go out there and do it though, man. So, I mean, this might be a, a you know, a value type bet. If you were a bet, man, and you, you know, jump on that, uh, you know, Miami plus six and a half, but they are on the road. So, you know, I think it's a good chance that they win by a touchdown. No crowd. Exactly. So no way. Well, yeah, no crowd. So, I mean, I don't know, bro. I think I wouldn't bet that game. Actually. I, I'm, I'm staying away from that game because you never know. It's a division game, new quarterback for the uh, you know for the Patriots. So I'm staying away from that game as a, a better. How, are you sitting or starting Cam Newton? I am starting Cam Newton. Um, you know, just the reports out of camp are really good for him. I just think he's super motivated, man, and I just think this is a good matchup for him this week. PFF has him as the tenth easiest QB matchup this week. So I do like this, man. Yeah, I do like this matchup for him. I just think they're trying to, man. They got a whole bunch of talent on that defensive side of the ball. Nothing but first-round picks, second-round picks. You know what I'm saying? Extreme talent. They still got Rashad Jones back there at safety. But I got him as a sit. Javar, you said start. And yeah. I, when I say sit, I want to preface this. This is not Superflex related. It's just like one QB leads. So, mm. of course, if you're in a Superflex lead, you want to our roll Cam Newton out there. But, um, yeah. So I will um, say that they do have a rookie cornerback out there, though. Who? who? I can't even – I'm not even going to pronounce his name. Um, you talking about the Dolphins? Yeah. Noah – no, no, Noah, yeah, he's going to be matched up against Edelman, who's a start for me. But, you know, yeah. I guess a perfect segue. <laughs> I was going running back next, but we can go to Edelman. Uh, Edelman last year when they played each other, of course, um, Tom Brady was the quarterback. He went four for 51 in week two, three for – in week 
three for 26 in week 17, so he didn't go off on those games either. I'm not sure if Xavier Howard followed him around or what. Um, he'll be matched up against, yeah, like you said, no, I saw that dude. <laughs> I was like, bro, I can't wait to hear Gabe pronounce his uh, name, boy. I'm gonna do it though. Noah, Noah Igbenogun. Nah, Igbenogun. From Auburn, rookie from Auburn. Go look it up. Um, I got him as a start too. How you feel about Julian Edelman, Javar? Start. Yeah, he he gonna suck up all the targets. There's nobody else to throw to. I said the same thing. So I'm just going with volume off that. Let alone precisely. Back to the running backs, though. Um, Sony Michelle last year, he carried the ball 21 times for 85 yards. He had a touchdown in week two. Week 17, he carried the ball 18 times, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it's the 10th best running back um, schedule, according to PFF. I still think I have Sony Michelle as a sit, bro. I think I, I definitely have James White as a start. Um, he had three receptions and a 19 yards and a touchdown week two, three receptions, 33 yards, and another touchdown in week 17. I'm just not too sure about Sony week one, bro. I don't like, like I said last episode, my week ones, I want to roll out all guarantees. I don't want anything like that's that, that could lose me a week. You know what I mean? If it can't win me the week or like keep me stable, I don't want to start it. How you feel about that, bro? Oh, uh, I, I have him as a start. Just because the fact that Damian Harris is on IR now, so you know he's going to get the bulk of the work. And um, I, this is something I mentioned a lot last year. I'm a big fan of running backs who are home favorites. Um, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, like we mentioned. So um, they're expecting them to be ahead. And when they're ahead, I definitely think they're going to be running the ball a lot. Also, New England had the third most rush attempts inside the five last year. So I think he has a good chance of scoring a touchdown. Which running – so you starting both of them or just – Sony. I, yeah, I start both him and James White. James White is like a, almost an auto start, I feel like. For sure that. In agreement, Javar? Yeah, I agree. Nikhil Harry, I got him as a sit until he can prove it to me. Uh, Nikhil, no separate Harry. He'd definitely be matched up against Xavier Howard or Brian Jones, so it won't be easier this week for him to get it. Uh, the Patriots tight end, whoever it's going to be, definitely he's a sit for me also. I don't know if y'all feel any different. I would, I would like to see what that rookie does this this year, though. You know what I mean? I, I can't pronounce his name either, so I'm not going to try. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I got him on one of my teams, so I definitely want to see what he does this year. Yeah, they got uh, two of them. I think Dalton King was another one they drafted, too, but I'm not, yeah. Not on the other excited. side of the ball, we have Ryan Fitzmagic coming in at quarterback. Week two, he had a, he went 11 for 21 with 89 yards and three interceptions. Sound like Fitzmagic, but then he bounced back. 28 for 41 with 320 yards and a touchdown in week 17. The Patriots. Sounds like Fitz magic. (laughs) (laughs) The Patriots defense is missing a lot of uh, their pieces from last year. Danny Shutton, Calvin Noit, who is now a a Miami Dolphin, Jamie Collins, Dante Howard, and Patrick Chung. Some of them from uh, free agency, some of them from COVID, you know, related and, Patrick Chung, I don't know why, I don't know if people are not talking about this anymore, but Patrick Chung got caught with all them drugs in his car. I wonder what happened to that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> PFF has this rated as a 25th best matchup uh, for quarterback, so I don't think this is a, a start for Fitzmagic this week. How do you feel about it, Lewis? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, you shouldn't be needing to start Fitzpatrick right now. Ghost. What about two QB leagues? Even in two QB leagues, man, like, unless – it's haven't. It's not been no QB injuries or anything. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not on Fitzpatrick this week. 
Jabbar? I agree. Matt Breida and Jordan Howard, the backfield for the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots only allowed four running backs to finish in the top 24 last year, but the Dolphins have the new and improved offensive line. I'm going to sit and wait on both of them. I know Javar likes Jordan Howard. He probably going to start him. How do you feel about Jordan Howard? No, I'm only starting Jordan Howard where I have to start him. But uh, from there, he should get the bulk of the carries. And if they do get in the red zone, of course, he's going to get those carries in the red zone. So I would like him in a flex, feel more comfortable there. Yeah. Other than that. Um, hey, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but are you starting Jordan Howard in that league that you could have had David Johnson in? David Johnson. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here or nor there. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, I'm sitting both of them until um, just let me see what that situation looks like. Like I said, this week one, it's no point of like um, letting somebody lose the week for you. Like Nicole Harmon probably just did for us in that league we caught on. But how you <laughs> feel? About, but uh, you you agree or uh, uh, Los? Uh, yeah, I agree for the most part. If I had to, you know, we're not we're in week one, so you shouldn't have to. But if I had to, I would, you know, just going off the games, the expected games. I would start Breida just because he's you know projected to be the passing down back. So the wide receiver pair that um that Miami is rolling out there, of course, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Preston Williams were in, was injured pretty much most of last year. He did play, however, in week two. He had uh he went four for sixty-three with no touchdowns. Devontae Parker that same game had zero touchdown, I mean zero catches and of course no touchdowns. But he had seven targets. Uh, of course, in week seventeen, he went kind of crazy. He had uh eight catches for 137 yards he didn't score a touchdown that was in that game scratch where you had four games for 100 yards in the seven game scratch uh he averaged 10 targets during that during that um game span he will be matched up against Ste- stefan gilmore the defensive player of the year i still have him as a start because i feel like the ball i feel like that him and uh fizz magic have ha- have a rapport and i've seen it happen before i've seen uh Devontae parker get him before so i definitely think he he's in that wide receiver two range for me. Uh, Preston Williams, I have as shockingly, I know he's the doll of the Twitter world, but I have him as a sit. Um, JC Jackson will be his matchup most of the day. I don't. I, I, I want to wait and see what it looks like. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I I, I kind of like Preston Williams matchup just a little bit more. I think he's gonna get just a little bit more targets. They're gonna be on Parker, but. That's just my take on it. I mean, and if you drafted Parker, probably a flex player wide receiver three. So you can probably switch him out. But if you feel comfortable, like you say, you run him out there and go on this his report from uh fixed match from last year. But I like Preston. Yeah. I so which which one are you starting, Lowe's? Preston or Parker, or- Parker, if I had to choose one. All right, we gotta we gotta put that back in the game. Uh, I forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? Or right, who would you start? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll figure something out as we get through the episode. Mike Jacecki, anybody start him? It's a no for me. No, he was held to five catches and 46 yards combined in their two matchups last year. So no, no. And he had four catches in one game. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Philadelphia and Washington is the next game over under 44 and a half. Philadelphia is favored by six and a half points. Carson uh, Carson Wentz 
is the starting quarterback for Philadelphia. He averaged 29 completions, 289 yards, and three touchdowns in each game. See, that's the average right there, my boy. You see how I did that? Hey. <laughs> the third, but he has the third best matchup for quarterbacks this week. Uh, Washington did pressure the quarterback, however, 31% of the time last year, landing 19% of the time, and they just added Chase Young, um, the number two overall pick. So, it could get even scarier. I think Washington defense could be on like on the verge of like something scary. You know what I'm saying? They were already scary last year. They just had needed to put it all together. Um, third in the NFL, however, in adjusted completion rate while under pressure was 65 and a half. What? Yeah, 65.6. Uh, Wentz did post uh, QB one numbers in 50 percent of his games. So how do y'all feel about Wentz? He's a start for me. Yeah, he got to start Wentz. You didn't draft like even in one QB leagues. Like I'm pretty sure Wentz is probably your QB one if you you know in one QB league. Probably so. Javar, you starting him? I'm yeah, sorry. he put up decent numbers without anybody last year. So I um, think he. Yeah, I don't know about his uh his ceiling. I don't think he has a high ceiling, but I definitely think he's got a safe floor. Miles, I want to say last year it was like a sh- like at least the first game anyway. I want to say it was like a shootout because remember they played each other the first week of the year. But it's so like they, the COVID thing, though, bro. I think that really is going to affect a lot of people because I think it's going to look a little preseason-ish. Like you yeah, said, like vanilla. It's not going to like – I don't think they're going to open up the offense. Yeah. Um, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, the conundrum. Of course, we mentioned earlier that Miles Scott – that Miles Sanders uh, was dealing with some injuries. Uh, this matchup against Washington uh, is not that great for running backs uh, in the first place. I don't know, man. Miles Sanders averaged 50, 15 carries, 30, uh, 73 yards and a touchdown last year. Jordan Howard was still playing in the first game, so that's something to mention. He He's limited in practice. I don't know if you want to roll him out there, but you drafted him to be probably like your running back one. Running exactly. back. So. You have to start Miles Sanders, man, if he if he plays, definitely. Um, but Boston Scott, man, you know, we, we talked about him a lot this offseason, bro, but he's a sneaky play, especially because even if you play Miles Sanders, like he was, you know, last year Miles Sanders was when he broke out. We talked about, you know, Boston Scott still getting a lot of – having a lot of value and getting a lot of touches. So, I mean, he had um, – last time they matched up against him, he had uh, 13 opportunities and uh, 10 points. So, he could definitely provide some flex value for you this week. All right, so this is a question. I know you probably, if you have, you probably, like, it's not like a crazy question, but sometimes, like, when people be asking, like, starting sits on Twitter, it's like, how do you have all these people on your team? But anyway, uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders and James Conner, which one do you want? Who has a better James, James Conner this week. James Conner. Who you got, James Conner or Miles Sanders, Jabbar? James Conner. James Conner. And I'm not a James Conner guy. Deshaun Jackson uh, is a Los guy. How do you feel about Deshaun Jackson this week, Los? Love, love, love Deshaun Jackson. Spoiler alert. Um, he is my – he may or may not be my starter of the week. So I'm going to pass this off to Javar. <laughs> hey, I like it. Um, was it the first game last year against these guys when he went bonkers and then got hurt? Yeah, last year he had uh, eight catches. Uh, for 154 yards and two touchdowns. After that, he didn't play no more for the rest of the season. And he has a matchup against Fabian Mon. I don't even know how to say that. Moreau, Moreau. Uh, and they got a new defense, like I mentioned before. So 
Yeah, Javar, how you feel? Never mind. I, I always do that, bro. You got to stop. I'm, I'm buying it this week. They have nobody else to uh, throw to Rager. It's coming off his shoulder injury. He's going to be on limited snaps. And we already seen all the other guys who are out there that were out there last year. And so he's the top guy besides Ertz and Godert. So I'm buying it. Uh, speaking of Ertz and Go Dirt, I'm starting Zach Ertz, not Go Dirt. I'm starting both. Uh, go Dirt and Flex, or if you in a pinch, you know, and you draft to Go Dirt late. I like him this week, too, without Rager out there playing all the snaps. Listen, no. No. That's kind of how I feel, too, bro. Like, it's it's nobody out there, really, bro. They, they have Deshaun Jackson as their really the only healthy receiver. And, and Greg Ward, but I mean, and listen to this, Gabe. Listen to this, Gabe. Like with with the similar team last year, without no wideouts, he went from averaging like around nine targets a game. The last four games, he had uh, six targets, then six targets, then twelve, and another ten targets to end the year. And he uh, averaged double digits over that time frame. So I'm buying in without nobody to go to. to Wentz is going to target his tight ends for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I want to say they 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 ran the most like twelve personnel last year too. So and you know they were the reason why they did that is because most of their receiving options were hurt, which is the case right now also. So I could see that happening this week too. Week one, bro. Week one, bro. I don't. I don't want. Like I said, man. I'm not trying. To, I hate starting off zero one. I just don't like the way it looks on my <laughs> how it looks, bro. I don't. I don't. I don't want to put anything out there that's going to lose me the week, and I feel like your dirt could possibly lose me the week if I'm dependent on him to, like, produce. I'm, I'm following targets, and I think, you know, it's only three good passing options on that team. Agree to disagree. <laughs> on the other side of the ball, the Washington Redskins starting QB, Dwayne Haskins. I'm not starting him in one QB leagues, but in two QB leagues, I'm definitely rolling him out there. He has 11th. Uh, best graded matchup for QBs. Last game he played against him, he went 19, 19 for 28, 261 yards, two touchdowns, and that was in week 15. And he also rushed the ball three times for 26 yards. So he had a competent game. Definitely he could be a QB too. Um, the other side of the ball, I don't really know like if Washington, uh, if the Eagles defense have gotten any better. Uh, I know they got Duke Riley, and, and apparently he's like a captain on the the, the uh, special team. So if Duke Riley is anything like – if they're treating Duke Riley like he's good, they can't be that good. So I am going to start Dwayne Haskins, like I said, in a two-QB league, not one-QB league. How y'all feel about Dwayne Haskins? They did get Darius Slay, right? Didn't he go to the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, got, they got a little better. But I, I'm agreeing with you, man. I've been actually, you know, debating on if I want to start um, Haskins over Baker Mayfield in one of my leagues, bro. I got a question for you then. Uh, Haskins or Garner Minshew? Superflex. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Haskins. I think I'm going to go Haskins, too. I think I'm going to go Haskins out there. Who the Jags play again? The Jags play the Colts. Colts. Uh, yeah. I expect the Colts to control the clock a lot. I don't think uh, Garner Minshew is going to be able to throw the ball a lot. Uh, speaking of, I don't think we mentioned it, but they mentioned in the news – I don't know if we got to Jaguars. You probably mentioned him last episode, but uh, James Robinson is the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and John Gruden came out and said he can uh, carry the workload. Down they benched uh, Minshew? Right. <laughs> I mean, the starting running back, my bad, my bad. 
But yeah, man, that's not what well, we are. I just wanted to uh, throw that out there. But yeah, so we all in agreement. That's a hard, but between uh, them two quarterbacks, that's a hard one for me. Which one is on your team? I'll probably just go miss you. <laughs> Misuse on his team. Uh, the running back situation: Antonio and Antonio Gibson and Bryce Love. Do y'all want to start any of them? They had the twenty fourth worst ranking um, matchup according to PFF. They um, go ahead, Los. Yeah, I was I would start Gibson this week um, because, like, I, I did have that in my notes too. Like, they um, he's gonna have trouble uh, running uh, between the tackles, I believe, because Philly was good against the run. Not but just we know that Philly was uh, the Eagles only allowed one point three PPR points per target last year, which ranked fifth lowest in the league too. Gotcha. So they were good against uh, defending pass catcher running backs, also. That too. That is something to know, man. But man, I don't know. And Gibson had so much hype this offseason, bro. Like, and you know, it just kept raising and raising. Just don't think I can sit him uh, week one, bro. Because you know yeah, this. If we like Haskins, I mean, it's like I, I like I just I don't I think it's gonna be a shootout, man. I just think that it's gonna be. Air. You never beat Philly on the ground. We said it every episode last year. They they ranked last year in 2019. They ranked seventh in um, defense against running backs, uh, fantasy wise, and sixth in 2018. Like we've been saying it two years in a row. Yeah, I don't want to try. I don't think Antonio Gibson is the cheat code. If he is, cool story. They play again later on this season. I'll start him then. Yeah, I'm, I'm I would start him as a flex play this week. It's a wait and see. Where you drafted him, you can afford to sit him one week. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I'll come up Gibson with or Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. I will. I will go Gibson. Just I will go Montgomery because I I know what that's going to kind of look like if they say he's a full go. That's mm. that's that's what them say. They did. They did. Yeah, so I will start Montgomery over Gibson. I'm not going to say who I would start because Antonio literally has that dilemma right now, and I know he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to wide receivers then. Terry McLaurin is the number one wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. Since Haskins took over, McLaurin had 47 targets, and he caught 30 of them for 461 yards and two touchdowns. Ran majority of his routes from the left side of the field, but they move him all over. Fantasy Pros has not matched up against Darius Slate, like you mentioned before. Um, he, he's given up a 58% catch rate uh, last year. But week 12, when they faced each other, he saw 12 targets. Of course, Darius Slade was playing for the Alliance, and he caught five of them for 72 yards. So it's not like an ugly matchup, I don't think. And I don't think Darius Slade is going to shadow him. So I, I think Terry McLaurin is definitely a start for me. He's a top 15 play for me. I like him. Agreed. He's uh, Terry McLaurin. I'm trying to get this stat up. Uh... Yeah, two games last year where he scored over or put up over 120 yards, both against the Eagles, man. Mm-hmm. So definitely, he's a he's almost, he's must start, but you you know even more so this. I know we. I don't want to get out of here without talking about Javar's homeboy. So we gonna talk. Yes, about- sir. Uh, Steven Sims took over as a full-time slot role over the last four weeks in 2019. He had 36 targets, caught 20 of them for 230 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he will be matched up against Nikhil Roby Coleman. Only uh, he only had he only saw fifty three targets in the slot last year. Only allowed thirty two catches for two hundred and seventy two yards and one touchdown. So I'm not going to start Stephen Sims Jr. He's a sit for me. But Javar, let's what you got? I'm uh I wouldn't start him where you drafted him. Oh you know, shit! Check that out. If you're in a pinch and you drafted some guys like Sutton and uh, Mike Evans. 
then or Galladay, if you drafted two of those players, then you might be a pinch and have to start them in the flex. But yeah, not looking at them this week. Agreed. Okay, Jabbar being objective. I see you. What? Um, I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get some volume. You know, so I think he's gonna be okay. But he's not gonna win you anything this week. Okay. Never was. He never was a player that gonna win you anything, bro. Javar thinks that. Javar thinks if he gets the volume, then you should win him somebody. I'm there with 11 targets per game, and you get some touchdown deodorant, and that's in the flex. That will win you some weeks. Bro, if you could tell me that Steven Sims is getting 11 targets, bro, I am starting him. I'm starting pretty much anybody that's getting 11. Anybody is getting 11 targets. I mean, I mean, well, that's where he was was close to getting down. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get about 10, 9, 10, so. You know, it's something to look in. I'm definitely looking at it. If you go off this game, he's probably going to. Sure, I want to look at it. I want to look at it. I'm probably going to start our season if he does does good this game. I also want to look at my boy, um, AGG. Oh, we didn't talk about JJ, I think, wait, uh, Whiteside. Y'all want to start him? Nah. Not any, other, any other tight ends for the Washington Redskins? Mm-mm. All right, cool story, bro. Um, let's get on to the next game. The Chargers are at the Bengals. I do not have that over under. You got that? Uh yes oh, I do. I have to let me get, find before it. we get onto that game, um, our producer wrote one for us: Wentz or Rogers as starting quarterback in the one QB league. Wentz. Yeah, I'm going Wentz too. Better matchup. Uh, so yeah, to the Chargers and Bengals. Uh, who do y'all have? Uh, well, the Tyron Taylor is a starting quarterback. They came out and said that I got him as a streamable play. He has the fourth best matchup according to PFF. How do y'all feel about Tyron Taylor this week? Uh, I like uh, Tyrod Taylor going to last year. The defense, Cincinnati defense, gave up a lot and had a lot of problems to mobile quarterbacks like Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. They averaged 12 fantasy points on the ground, let alone in 2009 and those five games that they played against the Bengals. So with that stat alone, if you're in a pitch, especially in two-quarterback league, he may have some upside this week. Agreed. Ah, uh, yeah, I like him. Like I said, he's streamable. He's a streamable pick for me. Austin Eckler, of course, he's a lot in start. Keenan Allen, I think he's a lot in start, especially with Mike Williams being out. Hunter Henry, I think you have to lock him in as a start. Also, y- y'all uh, agree with, with any of those? Every, everything I agree. Everything with you said so far. Any objections? For now, hold your peace. Nope. Everybody holding their peace. Hey, what if you was to go to a wedding and somebody did not hold their peace? Yeah, that is, yeah. That's, that's something I think about every time I hear that, like, on a movie or some shit. <laughs> like, like, bro. <laughs> no, I love her, too. Like, wait! <laughs> no, you can't get married. Uh, the next game on the slate, we got the Bucks at the Saints. Of wait, 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 wait. Before Ooh, we move on, um, we missed the running backs. For who? Both really. I mean, you know, Joe Mixon's at the start, but how oh, do you? I don't even think I, I don't think I went to the other side of the of the ball. No, you didn't go to the side. Oh, of the I didn't even go. My bad, bros. Let's let's go. I'm so excited. Let's go okay. to the other side of the ball. We got Joe Burrow, of course, coming in at quarterback. It's not. A, I don't have any like crazy stats for him because this is he's a rookie, but he's a first round pick, man. And in my, one of my super plays leagues, he's definitely going to be rolled out there as a starting 15 quarterback for me. I just think oh. he's going to fly. One question. Um, especially with Darwin James being out. Yeah, what's up? One question. Tannehill or Joe Burrow? 
Two uh, for the I would Joe go Burrow. Tannehill. Joe Burrow. Tannehill. Tannehill has a bad matchup this week. I don't like Tannehill's matchup this week. Uh, too bad. They got a lot of lot of injuries on that defense now. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Thing. Just look at. I have I actually in Superflex, of course, you're starting Burrow, but I actually have him as a sit in one QB league. Oh yeah, one QB league sit. Yeah, not only is this first ever NFL game, but he has the 27th ranked matchup this week according to PFF. So um, I don't know. It's not a lot of players I like in this game outside of uh, Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Tyler really. Boyd. You like Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I'll, I'll start him, but you know. I'm not in love with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. You think Darren James out for? Darren James out for the season, bro. Oh, that's that's a good point. So I, that sucks. I mean, I mean, it's just I feel like Mixon gonna get his volume. Yeah. And the report was my boy and Burrow had a good connection. We don't know what AJ is gonna bring because they haven't been practicing. So if I had to start any of those wide receiver, it would be boy. And I feel mm. cool starting mixing. Well, you start mixing anyway. So before we move on though, like do y'all agree with me about Josh Kelly being a sit? Because Justin, like, you know, the reports have been that he's Who? been lighting camp up. Uh Joshua Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, Justin Jackson is expected to play, so I feel like you got to wait and see just to see who does see. claim that number two job. Yep. yep. All right. The Bucks are at the Saints. Uh, almost threw up right there. My bad, bro. <laughs> uh, Forty nine. The <laughs> this flu- I'm so flustered. I can't believe that came out of my mouth. Uh, Forty nine and a half point over under. The are favored by four points. Um, Tom Brady is a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, of course, we don't have any stats to go off of. Uh, yeah, man, how y'all feel about Tom Brady? I got him as a sit if you can. I want to wait and see what happens, especially with the Mike Evans news. That didn't, like, reassure anything for me. Yeah, the matchup is bad, kind of, on paper for both both quarterbacks, man. But I just got a feeling that this is going to be a classic shootout between two NFL legends, man. So, uh, I'm starting. I'm starting both of them. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I want I want Mike Evans being out definitely, and the Saints having one of the best defenses out there. I don't know. Yeah, I think and with Evans out, yeah, that does suck. But even with Godwin, OJ Howard, Gronk, this is still the most weapons that Brady has ever had in his life. So you know, what I mean, he's still gonna eat, bro. I feel like. Yeah. yeah, not really that much where he's electing like they say, so he should come out and put up a decent stat line. The Saints really? allowed a 61.5% completion rate to quarterbacks and 6.992 yards per pass attempt in 2019, and that's with playing Matt Ryan twice. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, mat- the matchup is bad on paper, but I just think that these two competitive as comp- – Future Hall of Famers, bro, are just going to light it up. We'll see. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy. I'm personally sitting them all. How you feel about them, those? Same, bro. Same. Um, Wait Aaron's, like Aaron's came out and said, Ronald Jones our guy multiple times, but he also came out and said Fournette will have a solid role. So I just think that they, these guys are going to cannibalize each other's value, bro. So I'm just not going not gonna to mess with it this week. I like the use of the word cannibalize. Yeah, it was off the top of the head. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, we mentioned he was doubtful. I'm just going to go ahead and say what I had because I wrote this before he, he got wrote doubtful, and I'm not going to waste my time. So I'm going to say what I had to say about it. 
Uh, Mike will be matched up against Marshawn Lattimore if he plays for most of the part of the game. Uh, PFF gives Mar- uh, Mike Evans uh, an advantage, but I don't know why. Mike Evans will be my sit of the week if he was playing, but I'm, I'm going to go pivot to somebody else. Um, when matched up against Marshawn Lattimore, these are the last – how many games I got? The last four games. Uh, the last – starting with the most recent one, he went four for eight with 69 yards. Uh, then nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> then zero catches on three targets the game before that. Then only four catches on 86 tar- uh, on eighty six yards the week be- the game before that. And – Seven targets for 147 yards and one touchdown the game before that. The other two games before that, he didn't have 100-yard games. I just only went back four. So in the, I think, six games that they've played against each other, he's only had one wide receiver one game. I got a rank outside of my wide receiver one, so he was going to be my start, sit of the week, but he's apparently not going to play. So. Hey, by his quarterback was Jameis Bro, don't even answer, bro. Mike Evans is not playing. <laughs> no, there's no need to like talk about this. this is too so let's get on. So let's get on to Chris Godwin. Then. So Chris Godwin plays 63% of his snaps in the slot. Uh, the same where uh, Julian Edelman plays 69% of his. Nice, nice. Must start every week. It sound like. Will he be matched up against PJ Williams for most part of the game? Who was infamous for missing the um, Saints tackle against the Vikings uh, in the playoffs? One of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, but with the news of Mike Evans being out, will that shade more? I don't think – I've never seen Marshawn Lattimore follow anybody to the slot. What do you think happened? Yeah, yeah it just – yeah, we, it just depends how they deploy uh, Godwin because we have heard reports about him playing more outside. So if he does play more outside, I can see him being matched up with Lattimore um, more often than we would want to see. But, you know, that's not going to stop me from playing him. Um, he will see some P.J. Williams, I feel like, still. And we all know what he did last year against him. Um, uh, he gave up – P.J. Williams gave up a 71% catch rate, and uh, Godwin averaged 20 points in their two meetings against him last year. Big torch. Um, Scotty Miller, you want to start him this week? I think I'm going to wait and see. Nah. <laughs> Okay. Tony, Tony, like, oh, for real, y'all just no analysis, just nah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't write nothing for him. It was just like wait and see. That's really what I got on my note. Wait and see. OJ yeah. Howard or Gronk? Which one y'all starting? Yeah, Gronk. Probably Gronk if I had to start one album. Uh, yeah, I'm not trusting OJ Howard till I see some shit, bro. Like, no, not again. <laughs> not again, bro. Are you starting Gronk though, or just if you had to? With Evans out, bro, I think he becomes startable this week, bro. Like. You know, he was always like a, a you know, a, a candidate to get a touchdown, man. But I think he might be leaned on a little bit more. And he does have a good matchup against Alex Anzalone, who was uh, – oh, That's not what I got. I got Mike Jenkins. You know, Malcolm Jenkins got signed to the Saints. For um, PFF, they have Brock going against – I thought they had him going against Alex Anzalone. I don't know who that guy is, but Malcolm Jenkins is the starting safety for the uh, Saints unless he's hurt. Good. Let me uh, – I can look I'm it up right in matchup. I don't like the tight end matchup, me personally. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I can dig it, yeah. You know, I ain't, I'm not gonna. You had to go back and forth about it. <laughs> On the yeah, yeah. The they have them. They have them against Alex Anzalone. And they also have. They have them as a 54 percent uh, matchup advantage. So that's crazy. If it's against Malcolm Jenkins, it, the, 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 uh, it definitely changes. 
but they definitely signed Malcolm right. Jenkins. That happened in in life. So I yeah, don't know. They did. Like, they did. But I don't know like what's gonna happen with that. But I don't know. I'm not starting either one of them if I don't have to. Uh, on the other side of the ball is the quarterback, and he went 28 for 35 and 228 yards in the one game and three touchdowns in the one game he played against them in week 11. Of course, he was hurt with that uh, that hand injury in week one, I mean, or whatever the week they played, the first time they played. Um, of course, I have him as a star. He's one of the most consistent quarterbacks in history. I think nothing changes there. He's locked in, loaded. Uh, locked and loaded. Alvin Kamara, though, I got him as a start with caution. The Bucks defense was uh, sorry last year, and we all know that. Um, but they did – they weren't as sorry on the defense – on the Russian side of the ball. They only allowed 907 yards last year, and that's with playing Alvin Kamara twice and Christian uh, McCaffrey twice. I thought that was something crazy when I saw that. They only allowed three yards per carry, a league low of four and a half yards per target to running back. That's, again, playing Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara twice. They averaged 68 yards on the ground, 14 carries, eight catches, and 44 and a half yards with no touchdowns. I think that could have a lot to do with it because the secondary was so bad, but still. You know what I mean? That's just something to look at. Of course, you start in Alvin Kamara, but I don't think this would be a uh, – he don't have a – I think his ceiling is capped. I'm starting him. He's still in the game if they rush him. Oh, yeah, you got to start him. I'm just saying I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to have a game that you're going to like this game, this year. I mean, this is – Temper, just temper expectations. expectations, that's for sure. Of course, we start in Mike Thomas. Um, Can't guard him. Huh? Can't guard Mike. Can't guard Mike. Ah, why did I agree with that? <laughs> um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, he will be facing Sean Murphy Button in the coverage, who allowed 71% catch rate and uh, 10 yards per target. But I got him as a sit this week just because I just want to wait and see just because of those volume concerns. I don't know how much of the ball is going to go around. Uh, like I mentioned, Drew, Bra- Drew Brees only threw the ball 35 times. I mean, that's still a lot of times. But I just want to see where the ball goes. Uh, of course, Y'all like Jared Cook this uh, year, so I think he's a streamable tight end. So I want to see who gets more of the target, Jared, Jared Cook or Emmanuel um, Sanders. Do y'all like Jared Cook this uh, week? Or Traquan Smith. Gross. He might get some targets, so I'm, I'm waiting to see about that, just like you said. That's gross. Yeah, I think uh, Sanders, you don't really – I don't feel like you need to start him outside of deep leagues. I do. I mean, I do believe he can return wide receiver three value. Um, because it's the you know this is the best wide receiver two that he's had in a while, um, but if I had to choose one like as a flex play, I think I probably would go with Jared Cook because they already have that chemistry and he averaged twelve point seven in these uh their two meetings last year. So, yep. Um, any other Saints or damn, why I keep saying it? Any other um them or Buccaneers it's that we missed? Bagheads. Well, I just, uh, no. I just take them out. I, I act like we have a sensor button on the show, and I just beep. That's what goes yeah. off my head when I when I see the game. Yeah. Buccaneers versus the beep. Or <laughs> uh, oh, you're a fool with it. Let's see. Now we getting into one of my favorite matchups of the week. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the Dirty Birds, I gotta take a shot on the, on behalf of the Dirty Birds. Falcons um, rise up. What do Falcons do? Man, rise hey. up. Oh my God! I know there's not a Falcon podcast, but I'm blocking all Falcon Falcon slander. All of Facts. it. Any Falcon Ditto. slander on my timeline, bro? Not, not 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 the like pod timeline, but like anyway, that's not why we here, man. 
That's not why we're here. Falcons rise up. I can't wait, man. It's Sunday. It's finally here. Uh, Seattle, like I said, is visiting Atlanta, the dirty south, a 49-point over-under. Seattle is favored by one and a half, so they don't believe in them. Vegas doesn't believe in them. Russell Wilson uh, played the Falcons last year. He had 14 completions for 182 yards and two touchdowns. They have a makeshift offensive line. Um, They allowed the seventh most pressures in the NFL last year. And even though Russell Wilson – is pretty good while under pressure. They were pressured the second most in the um, NFL. Uh, how y'all feel about Russell Wilson this week? I got him as a start, but start with caution because I think the Falcons defense is improved vastly, and I think a lot of people are not giving us uh, the credit due. Uh, Keanu Neal is back from injury. That's something that a lot of people are not mentioning, and we uh, addressed defense heavily in the draft. We got Deontay Fowler. Brady Jarrett is coming back. Deion Jones is back from injury. We have a top 16 pick at uh, rookie cornerback. Yeah, man. How y'all feel about Russell Wilson? Of course you're starting him. I just think it's um, – I don't think he'll have one of those top five weeks. Yeah, I just have him as a start, bro. I don't think – you know, I, our defense, they're healthy, bro. They are healthy, I will say that. So, they, it can – they could surprise a lot of people. But, you know, Russell Wilson, bro, like – He's a great quarterback. Uh, only way I don't see him having a good game is if, you know, they, you know, start blowing us out and they just start rushing the ball a lot. So I think he'll have this, his normal Russell Wilson type game. Especially if he doesn't run the ball, I think – I, I just think the Falcons' defense is going to be vastly improved. I think a lot of people are sleeping on it. Mm. I just hope the Falcons' defense will be vastly improved. It's going to be, bro. Just believe in it. Um, at the running backs is where they killed um the Falcons last year. That uh Carson and Penny combined for a rushing total of 145 yards and a touchdown. Um, but this is the 27th ranked national against running backs for uh for the PFF. So apparently, somebody's agreeing with me that the Falcons defense has gotten better. Um, how do y'all feel about it? Or it'll be a shootout, that's what I think. It won't be as much rushing, Chris Carson. Yep. I like or him, man. Carlos Hyde, or Carlos Hyde. Don't like Carlos Hyde. Um, you know, Rush, Rashad Penny did get touches last year, but even then, like, he wasn't really trying to start Rashad Penny. And I think that, you know, Carlos Hyde at this point of their careers is not as good as Rashad Penny was last year. So I'm not starting Carlos Hyde, but, you, you know, Chris Carson, bro, if he's on the field and he's not fumbling, you know, getting, you know, getting, getting taken off the field because of that. He is going to eat, bro. Like, he's a violent runner. They're a run-first team. So, yeah. Smash what do you think his feeling is? Uh, RB, like, back in RB1, I would say. Okay. I got him as a – I got him finishing outside of RB1 this week. I got him finishing as an RB2. Yeah, yeah. I have him ranked there, too, but you said it's still. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. I guess yeah. I should ask the question better. Um, you got anything on the, on the running back, Javar? You starting – you like him? You don't like him, what you do? Yeah, he don't. I follow in the volume. He should get some volume and get close to at least 10, 12 points. And if you get a touchdown, you're at 18. So just hope for a touchdown. He should have a safe floor. Yeah, if he gets 100 yards, I think he could get – I don't know, man. I, think, I just – I don't know, man. I just want to see what this Falcon defense is going to look like this year. Tyler Lockett last year, he caught six receptions for 100 yards. Uh, the Falcons gave up 1.9 PPR points per target last year. That's the third highest mark in the NFL. Uh, he played 69% of his snaps in the slot last year, but he'll be covered by Darquez Denard this year, quote-unquote, not quote-unquote, uh, parentheses in my notes, a new Falcon. 
uh, one of the better slot corners in the league last year. Um, PFF has him ranked as a 72. I got him as a start with caution. He'll finish probably in like the wide receiver two range, but we all know Tyler, uh, Tyler Lockett could easily just get two targets and nothing else. You know what I mean? Like exactly. It's them end zone targets, bro. Once they get into that end zone or the, you know, the inside the five or in, no inside end zone targets is, is right. So mm-hmm. once they get inside that, that area, bro, like he's going to look for uh, Tyler Lockett. I think so too. And their receptions have been efficient. So I'm starting Tyler Lockett. I got him started. I just start with caution. He'll probably finish in the wide receiver two range. Um, DK Metcalf last year, he caught three balls for 13 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Gross. It seemed like um, after that game, he did go off. Russell Wilson, he didn't see less than six targets after the game against the Falcons. Uh, he has a favorable matchup this year. I mean, this week against second year cornerback Oliver. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, who PFF has ranked as a 56. He is one of the weak points I am uh, worried about in that Falcon defense. I would start DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. How about y'all? Thanks, bro. Another point about Isaiah Oliver, he gave up the 12th most fantasy points per route last year, so I definitely think he's going to get picked on a lot this game. Hmm. He's doing that like that. I know. It sucks. Philip Dorsett is a t- uh, touchdown and bust for me. Uh, former Patriots tight uh, wide receiver, now Seattle Seahawk. Nobody said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg Olson and Will Disley. Uh, Greg Olson saw five targets last year against the Falcons. Of course, he was playing for the Panthers. Fifty-seven. He caught. He had fifty-seven yards. The Falcons did allow nine different tight ends to have 10 points. That was without uh, Keanu Neal being in the fold. I have him as a sit. Um, I saw a lot of people – well, I listened to the Falcon podcast, and they were talking about – they had a little crossover episode today. And the Seattle Seahawks dude was talking about they might be running a lot of 12 personnel, so him and Will Disley might be out there on the field. So I want to wait and see what that looks like. Apparently, Will Will Disley is healthy from the Achilles injury. So, I mean – yeah, I feel like they might be ro- rolling two tight ends out there a lot more. Uh, I don't know. I'm sitting both yeah, of them. Yeah, I think I agree there. I agree. Uh, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Out of the ball. He was hurt last year when they played, so it's not a lot of stats to go off of. But Matt Schaub, the ultimate backup, came in and threw the ball 52 times uh, for 460 yards and a touchdown last year. He finished as a QB9. Um, as a backup against the Seattle Seahawks. They also lost Jadavion Clowney, uh, Ezekiel Ansa, Mikael Kendricks, um, and they, we had a – last year our offensive line wasn't fully healthy. Of course, we drafted two rookies that were only able to play for the last four weeks. Um, number one in pressure dropbacks, I mentioned R- Russell Wilson was number two, um, but he had a completion – adjusted completion rate of 66. So – you know what I'm saying? Matt, Matty Ice do what he do under the pressure, baby. Um, I got him as a start. He's a top five play for me. How y'all feel about uh, Matty Ice? Same, bro. We all know the, 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 how it is with Matt Ryan, bro. He has an off year, then he has an on year. He has an off year, he has an on year. This is his on year, so I'm I expecting great things. Folks. Yeah, this, this is I'm expecting great things on this year, and it starts this week, bro. Mm-hmm. I think he could finish as the QB1 this week. I wouldn't be surprised. Same. I don't know because they don't got no um he don't rush the ball enough to really yeah. he would have to go like bonkers like four bonkers. touchdowns, four hundred yards, some shit like that. Which which is not which is possible. No picks. 
No pit. Now that <laughs> that's that's not possible. Ah, <laughs> uh, Gurley. Of course, we have him as a start. Uh, he. I don't. We don't have to go too much in depth on that. I want to see what the Tiger looks like in this uh, new offense. Um, Julio Jones, of course, is a start. Calvin Ridley caught the ball four times for seventy yards last year. He will be matched up against uh, Shaquille Griffin. PFF has ranked as a seventy-six. I think volume would carry him the way. So he's a start for me. Russell Gage. Um, I know I talked about him myself in the off season as one of my sleeper picks, but he's dealing with some kind of a nagging injury. He probably still is going to play on Sunday, but I have him as a sit just to look and see what happens. You know what look and see how that volume is distributed um, now that Austin Hooper is gone. Speaking of Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, I have him as a start, man. Austin Hooper caught seven – or Austin Hooper saw seven targets. He caught uh, for 65 yards and a touchdown last year. He be matched, matched up against K.J. Wright, uh, who gave up a 67 catch percent when um, targeted. So I think this is be the first game that Hayden Hurst goes onto the scene as that you know what I'm saying that potential tight end one. Yep, I agree. Agree. Uh, anything else from that game? No, I think we hit it all, man. Uh, we're on to is it Sunday night football now? Sunday, Sunday night, night, yes, sir. The Cowboys visit the Rams, uh, 52 point over under the Ram. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are favored about three. That Prescott, of course, he's a start. Deke is a start. Amari Cooper is my dun 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 dun. dun. I'll let somebody else talk about him because we'll talk about him a little bit later. How you feel about um, Javar? Javar? Uh, I'm already nothing. Oh, nothing. He doesn't feel anyway. Um, I think uh, if he starts red, like I feel like you have to start him, but you got to temper expectation because he is dealing with a soft tissue injury. Um, and he will be uh, lined up against Jalen Ramsey a lot, I believe. So, um, Jeffy, you know, there's other targets out there, so I don't just don't see them, you know, force feeding Cooper this week with Gallup out there and Ceedee Lamb and Blake Jarwin. So. Yeah, just temper expectations. I'm not saying to sit them, but just temper expectations. Hmm. I'm going to say a little bit something later on. Uh, Michael, then. <laughs> pause. Michael Gallup caught one ball for six yards. Uh, he pl- only played 11% of his snaps in the slot last year. So that means he'll be seeing a lot of Jalen Ramsey or Troy Hill on the outside. And we already know that they both are top graded uh, corners. So I have him as a sit also. I have – how do y'all feel about Michael? Agree? I mean, the, like, you, like you said, I agree about the matchup not being ideal. Like, they have the, it's the 29th-ranked matchup this week, and uh, Troy Hill was pretty good last year. But, like, the points got to come from somewhere. Like, this line is set at 51-and-a-half when I set it up, and you have Cooper being limited. So, I just feel like, you know, volume might be the thing that makes him, you know, startable uh, Gallup this year. Like, he, he was great last year. He had a, over 1,000 yards. So if he gets that volume, I'm not too worried about the matchup. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's week one. I don't want to do nothing that, that could lose me a week. I don't want to depend on Michael Gallup and he come out there and get one catch for six yards again. Yeah. That means, like, Cooper got to go off then or CeeDee yeah. Lamb or Blake Jarwin. Blake like Jarwin. I think CeeDee Lamb actually is going to have probably a, a little breakout day, man. I think uh, he's the easiest matchup. He'll be in the slot. Well, that we perceive he'll be in the slot for the most um, part. Um, I wouldn't definitely. I wouldn't most. I wouldn't start him if I didn't have to. 
he's just sitting wait for me. But you know, what I'm saying I I definitely maybe in a DFS play. I'm not a big DFS player, but I think in a DFS he probably real cheap somewhere, and I think he's definitely gonna have a touchdown this week. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like pass catchers out there, like I think it's Cooper who I trust the most. But with him dealing with the injury, I think that turns to Gallup who I trust the most. So, and then you and then and then you have some some stat line or some like Cooper doesn't perform well when he's hurt. Somebody um, I don't have it written up well against. Uh, I don't have it written up in front of me, but I have heard that before. Like that's what happened to him last year. Like remember he fell off. At the end of the year, like, and then the report came out that he was dealing with the injury. So, could be one of those type of players, like a Diggs, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to play Diggs when he's on the injury report. That is true. Have we talked about Diggs yet? Yep. Cool. On to the next, on to the other side of the ball, the Rams quarterback, Jared Goff. I got him as a sit this week. He only produced against bad defenses last year. So I want to wait until he produces against a good defense. Uh, Dallas is ranked in the middle of the pack at like 16 last year. So I'm going to sit him. In before, we go, before you go any further, Blake Jarwin, are y'all starting? Oh, oh my bad. My, uh, she's streaming, he's a streamable pick for me. He has yes. a um, – he's a stream, yeah. He's matched up against a rookie this week. Uh, Jason Witten seen five targets last year when they played each other. And it's a lot of bad matchups all over the field. So – he could be attacked in the middle of the field. That's why I think is either CD Lamb or him is going to have a good day. Somebody's going yeah. between those e- two. Easiest tight end matchup on PFF this week, man. So mm-hmm. I think you know he's been kind of like one of those sleepers. It's a lot of tight end sleepers this year, but he's one of them, and he has the best matchup out of everybody this week. So mm-hmm. would not mind starting him at all. On the other side of the field, we got Jared Goff, uh, 33 for 51, 284 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception last year when they played each other. Uh, the Cowboys did lose Brian Jones, uh, like I mentioned before, to the um, Dolphins and Robert Quinn. But they did pick up Everson Griffin. But like I said, uh, Jared Goff only produces against, against bad defenses, so he's a sit for me in one QB leagues. Uh, in one QB leagues, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can see it, but just down the stretch, uh, the last five games of last year, that's around the time when they started running their 12-man set. He did throw at least two touchdowns per game. So it's just something to look out on, but I agree. I like it. In two QB leagues, I'm going – well, I'm in mostly two QB leagues in the, in the, in anyway, so that's happening. Um, where are we at? Why, uh, the running back, the backfield for the Rams, uh, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Ty Gurley only rushed the ball 11 times uh, last time they played – I'm sitting tight on all of them. Facts, bro. With uh, Henderson expected to play, McVay already confirmed that it's going to be a three-way committee. I uh, got to sit all of them until we see who gets – I mean, we know Akers is – you know, it's pretty uh, pretty known that Akers is going to be the guy out there. But until we see that happen, bro, like – because remember last year, that first game, Malcolm Brown vultured two touchdowns from, you know, Gurley, so – I'd rather sit all of these guys until we see – get more clarity on, you know, who's the guy. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely say in my notes, if I had to start somebody, it would be Eggers. Uh, wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Oh, I'm going to start on Cooper Cup because I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to spark a little debate. Um, Cooper Cup is a start for me. I want to start that off. Uh, last year he had six catches for, 80, uh, for 50 yards. He did play 68% of his snaps. In the slot last year, uh, he had 99 targets, 69 yards, 853 yards, 
8.62 yards per um per touch, five touchdowns, 184 PPR points, 100 1.86 uh points per touch last year. That's why he was playing in the snap. So then, of course, we all like we all know they went to the twelve man personnel, like Javar just mentioned a little earlier, where they started moving Cooper Cup a little bit more to the perimeter, um, where he had thirty five targets, twenty five catches, three hundred and eight yards, eight point eight yards per target, five touchdowns, eighty five PPR points, and two point four five yards per uh, per PPR points per touch points per touch. So actually, he did a little bit better on the outside. The only thing that wasn't there is the volume. But uh, hopefully, they don't move him um, to the outside again. Hopefully, they go back to that eleven-man personnel, uh, that three wide receiver set, and move him to the slot and put Van Jefferson out there on the outside because he has a great matchup this week against Anthony Brown, uh, who PFF has rated against at a sixty-one. He is a backup. He was once a, a three-year starter, and he gave up a combined rate of a hundred. Uh, QB rating of 100 while targeted while he was a starting cornerback. So this is a, a great matchup. Well, shocker, Cooper Cup is my start of the week. Um, bam, just did that. So I'm not going to say this again for Cooper Cup. Yeah, um, I have both of them as a start, Woods and Cup, you know. Um, but, you know, we all know what the big question is about, you know, you mentioned it, whether we're in 11 or 12 personnel. So while I'm starting both of them, this will be very telling this week to see you know what they what they uh you know run more of. Mm. Um, but me, I'm on the other side of Gabe. I'm more comfortable starting Woods just because of the volume he was getting down the stretch last year. Last year, um, and it, but like you said, they both have good matchups. So I'm starting both of them. Yeah, I'm starting both of them. Uh, ben Jefferson, I mentioned. Oh, go ahead, Javar. Now is he gonna say I'm comfortable with starting uh, the two wide receivers? And Higby, everybody else, I'm kind of cautious on the self golf and two quarterback leagues. Higby, I guess, because it's like the draft capital, you have to start him. But I'm kind of cautious on him too, because like I said, the big question is what is that? What is the personnel going to look like? You know what I mean? We have no preseason, so we don't know. If Van Jefferson comes out there, like, you know what I'm saying, 65% of the time, then Tyler Higby's on the bench. What about Gerald Everett? You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of what ifs. But yeah. I just think the writing's on the wall, man. Right, I'm falling out of report. On the wall, bro. <laughs> Coach said we running twelve. He's be gonna have a huge role. <laughs> like what Gerald more? Everett even came out and said that we were gonna be running a lot of twelve personnel this this year. Uh, so what else do you want, Gabe? Exactly. <laughs> and then you add time. for this for this particular matchup, you have the fact that um Tyler Higby destroyed these guys last year. So um, I, I do have down twelve yeah, he, he, receptions for 111 yards. 23 points, um, and then he's going against Jalen Smith, who gave up the seventh highest catch percentage last year. So, you know, start pretty much start all the pass catchers for the Rams. So it's high over under, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's supposed to be a shootout in uh, on the West Coast. So, just know, bro, that 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 group chat is going to be lit on that Sunday night game, yeah. bro. <laughs> Told your ass. <laughs> Don't let Ben Jefferson come out there and do something crazy. Exactly, bro. bro. This shit's going to be wild. Come out there and do something crazy. I'm going to go bonkers. Um, the Monday night football, we got a double delight uh, this week, of course. Wait. Are you ready for some football? A Monday hey. night party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so coming in, we got uh, the Giants at the Steelers, 47 and a half point. Did you see who the fucking host for the Monday Night Football is? It's like Kurt Hertree, the same dudes from uh, College Game Day. 
Really? Yeah. I think is hmm. Booger, my man Booger's still there. If they fire my man Booger, bro, I'm pissed. Anyway, the Giants are at the Steelers, 47 and a half point over under. The Steelers are favored by five. Big Ben, his first game back. We all know Big Ben is a, a monster while he's at home, averaging 22 points and 15 on the road. But I have him as a sit and wait and watch, especially in the one QB leagues. I have him actually ranked as my QB 13, so he's right on the cusp of being in that QB 1 range for me. But I can't do it. That first really? game, the soldier short surgery, I'm going to have to wait. I do like his pass. I like the pass catching options. I do think he's going to do good. But as far as my one QB team, I wouldn't roll him out there if I didn't have to. I mean, I kind of like it. Uh, the Giants gave up average uh, 264 yards uh, for um, passing yards last last year. And we all know Big Ben can toss it around. And he got talent. So I'm actually liking Big Ben for a start this week for me. What you say, Los? I agree with you, Javar. Um, we, I mean, I love all of the receiving options, including you know all the you know you got uh, Deontay Johnson, Juju, Ebron has a good. Yeah, Ebron, Ebron has a great matchup this week, bro. So it's like, well, if, I can't like all of the other options and then not like Big Ben. And I'm not just gonna say I like Big Ben is just you know just watch, bro. Like he before he got injured last year, that year before he threw for five thousand yards. So Man. still a believer in Big Ben, and he has a great matchup this week. Um, According to PFF, he has the eighth easiest QB schedule or QB matchup this week. So definitely like Big Ben, and I will start him over guys like Baker Mayfield, um, Daniel Jones on the other side. I will start him over. So Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I will start right. him over. I think I think we basically just said, in some <laughs> words, we're probably starting everybody on their team. <laughs> Facts. You Eric Ebron. Yep, I just talked about him, man. I'm, you know, he's been getting, he's been hearing great things about out of camp, and then he does have a uh, uh, a plus matchup. Uh, they have the 13th ranked tight end matchup this week, so and, and definitely an upgrade over McDonald, who you know was getting. He wasn't, he wasn't heavily involved, but he was involved enough. So I believe if Ebron gets those targets, then he could definitely return some good value. And the last time he played against, uh, I mean, the last time he played with a great quarterback. You know what Ebron, Ebron did. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we got Daniel Jones, who's a supposed breakout. You know what I mean? I got yep. him fit this week. Um, uh, the Steelers only allowed two top, three top fifteen finishes last year, and two of those were before my boy Mika Fitzpatrick got there. You know, he shut everything down after he got there. So I'm not high on Daniel Jones this week. Like you said, I will start Ben Ben Roethlisberger over him. Uh, SB the God is back in week one. Of course, we all all engines go. All Giants wide receivers, I have personally as a sit. I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to roll them out there. How y'all feel about it? Y'all want to start any of the uh, any of the trio, Darius Slayton? Same, same. Hey, hey, me and Gabe be on the same page on a lot of this shit, bro, because I have just pretty much, like, I have all Giants receivers as a sit for me. Um, for sure. I believe that one of them possibly can have a good game, but we just don't saying. know. I'm not saying one of them not going to have a good game. I'm not. I just don't know. Yeah, I have just to don't start know. one of it would be Shepard. Tate's been going with uh, injury issues. And then where we're out of camp is uh, Ingram going to be leading in targets. And then Shepard will be second in line with targets. So, uh, yeah. Oh, he said his name wrong. I thought it was Shepard. <laughs> I thought it was Shepard. Hey, that was a year ago. This is, hey, we had just a one-year anniversary. 
Oh, Shepard, bro. Was it week yeah, one? it was week one, bro. It was week one. That's <laughs> crazy. I think I think I like um Golden Tate if I just had to pick a wide receiver just because I've seen him get targeted or or I don't know maybe Darius. I Lane. just told you. I mean, I like Golden Tate. Too. Darius Lane got the, the the highest ceiling, I think. All, all the reports said is uh, Shepard's looking good. He's going to be second in targets. I would yeah, agree with Gabe. I would agree with Gabe about Tate, but it is worrisome that he, you know, is dealing with some type of injury. So that's like, nope, <laughs> off my off my board now. Do you have Shepard on one of your teams, Jabbar? Not at all. Damn, I, was, well, I don't believe you then. So I'm going <laughs> with <laughs> going to Tate. Um, Evan Ingram, like we already mentioned, I think uh, as long as he's healthy, he's start a locked in start. I think Evan Ingram is just. Kittle on the East Coast, bro. <laughs> Hopefully he's better than that. Um, the last game of the week one of the week one. The last game of week one. The Titans at the Broncos. A 41 point over under uh Vegas has this has it as a pick'em right now. Ryan Tannehill, I think we mentioned him before. I have him as a sit, wait and see. Uh the the Broncos did get rid of Chris Harris Jr., but they signed AJ Boye. Um, they also got Jarrell Casey, but they did lose uh, Von Miller. That's a big one, Von Miller for the whole year, actually. Um, yeah, man. Bradley Chubb also still isn't. I'm hearing that he's still not at full full strength. So I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he can still. I'm, he's probably going to play, but he's probably not going to be playing a lot of snaps like that. So Jarrell Casey's still nasty, though. I think a lot of people forgot about Jarrell Casey. Yeah, I got him as a sit for me though. How y'all feel about uh, how you feel about him? I would like I said, I wouldn't mind starting him uh, just because of the injuries that they're you know facing. Like I think he'll have enough time to he won't be pressured a lot. So um, and then it's also a twelfth the twelfth ranked matchup according to PFF this week for quarterbacks. So you know, like I said, like we always say, it's week one, so it's kind of hard to tell. But with you know all the injuries and the matchup. Ex- expectation I'm fine with him as a QB2 and a super flex. For sure. Agreed. I'm fine with Ryan Tannehill coming on late in the year. He averaged around 18 points for his last four games to finish the season. So I like it. Uh, Derek Henry, of course, he was starting. AJ Brown, I had a, I got a dilemma with him. How y'all feel about AJ Brown? Uh, hopefully he's not shadowed by AJ Boye. Um, but he could be potentially shot up by AJ Boyle. My, my problem with AJ Brown is the volume concerns. I just don't see, well, not don't see, I just don't know if he's going to get the volume that I would want from a wide receiver one. And that's what a lot of people drafted him at. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, he, I will say he's not expected to be shadowed by him. Um, P- unless PFF is not expecting him to be shadowed. So if that's the case, he's going to see mostly, hold on, pull my notes back up. He's going to see mostly uh, Devontae Harris, who was uh, graded out as a 53 and gave up a 70% catch rate last year. So, you know, definitely it is worrisome about the, you know, regression alert because if he gets the same type of volume, then I don't think he's going to be as efficient as he was last year. But, you know, I think they'll be able to pick on Devontae uh, Harris, you know, if he's going to be mostly guarding him. Don't think will worry me about uh, Brown's usage if, the Titans just happen to get the running game going. They go up by a bit on the Broncos, which I don't see happening. So I think he'll have a, a wide receiver today. Okay, okay. Uh, Jonu Smith, 
I think, well, I not think. I got him as a start. How y'all feel about Jonas Smith? Uh, wait and see. You know, I'm hopeful that he's going to be second in line for targets, but that's why I'm at with it. The breakout starts this week, guys. Yes, indeed. He's going against Mark Barron, 57 and a half grade last year, according to PFF, gave up an 80% catch rate. Now, they do have him as a negative matchup, tight end matchup this week. I don't get it. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, if you matched up against this guy, then that's not a bad matchup. So, I'm rolling him out there this week. On the other side of the ball, we got Drew Gunshot's lock. Eventually, we're going to have to figure out why drop stopped working. Because he needs gunshots. Gunshots for Drew Lock. Damn. I just go right. crazy this game. Uh, gunshots for Drew Lock. I'm going to sit and wait and see uh, in nine QB2 leagues. But I definitely think we can have a good matchup this uh, this week. Um, I want to see what that, that – well, they did get Jadavion Clowney uh, this weekend. But I want to see what that, that Tennessee defense looks like this year. You know what I'm saying? They normally play rough and rugged games. The over-under was, what, 41. So it's not going to be a high-scoring game. So I want to see what Drew Lott does with all these offensive weapons, uh, the Cortland Suttons. The he might be out. Uh, Cortland Sutton might be out. I don't think – He's questionable, right? He had a shoulder injury. He is, bro. But this is the last game of the week, so yeah. like, I don't know. You, I don't think you can chance it, bro. Unless you have like a KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy, you know what I mean? As his replacement, I, I'm I'm making other plans. You know what I mean for Cortland Sutton. Anybody on the other? Well, if you have Cortland Sutton, AJ Brown, maybe in a great, but you probably don't have both of them though. If you draft, exactly, it. they're going around. They were going around the same time, unless you have like a dynasty squad with them, but. Um, yeah, definitely uh, Drew Lockheed's a sit for me also. Um, just a stat I had, uh, Tennessee had the fifth highest sack conversion rate last year, and Drew Lock was 29th in the league while being pressured. So they're going to try to bring that pressure to him, bro, and he wasn't very good last year when they did. But they did go and sign the Mr. Ass Juice of the decade, Vic Beasley, so that might come down a little bit. Ew. <laughs> no, you know he's gonna. You know he's gonna go out there and be a stud, right? Like that's just that's gonna make me happen. So mad, yeah, it's gonna happen, bro. Just get ready, bro. It's gonna happen. So much. Um, any other Broncos wide receiver? I don't want to start Jerry Judy his first week. I want to wait and see. Um, KJ yeah. Ham. I also want to wait and see Noah Fiant. I know he's the darling of the offseason, but I don't think this is a good matchup for him this week. So that's sense. another one. That's another one, bro. Bro. He's going to be matched up against Will Compton, bro. Now, I said what what uh, Mark Barron allowed, the 80% catch rate. They have Will Compton allowing 94% catch rate last year, bro. Bro, I'm starting no offense also this week, bro, because it's no way you're going to tell me this guy's matched up against this guy that allowed this many catches, bro. No, he's a start for me. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry I felt Which so strong. I don't even own, I don't even own no offense. Which one would you start? Um, I guess I would. Oh wow, that's actually a really good question. I would go with I would go fan, bro. Just because they, you know the Sutton's not expecting to play, so I think they might need to lean a little heavier on you know more on him. So mm-hmm. and he's going to catch literally everything. So ninety four percent catch rate. It's going to be great, man. That's the last game. That's month. That's week one. Oh, we hold on. The producer is typing right now. Fant or Waller? Waller. Why are you asking these easy questions, bro? We were, come on. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Smith or Fant? Which Smith? Jonah Smith? Uh, I want. I like That's what we just talked Smith. about. Yeah. Carlos like Fant. I think I like Smith in that scenario. Jonah, I think. 
Okay. Um, yeah, man. That's 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 it, man. That was week one. One down, 15 more to go, baby. Let's go. The road to the winner's circle starts here, man. Uh, of course, man, if you've been listening to this, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Man, we do all the research for you, man. All you got to do is listen. Wait a second. We got the starts of the week. Oh, I almost forgot the starts of the week. The, the, the starts of the week. My start of the week is, I already mentioned before, Cooper Cup. Who is your start of the week? You know, I'm going to pivot. I told you who my start of the week was, but when we talked about Deshaun Jackson, y'all literally took everything I was going to say about him. So I really, 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 really love Deshaun Jackson this week. He is a must-start in my opinion. But I'm going to pivot and go with Deontay Johnson because I don't think we even touched on him when we talked about the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I say, he does start the year off with a great matchup. He is practicing in full, so we don't have to worry about him. You know, you know, he popped up on the injury report a little bit. But he's going against uh, Isaac – uh, why? I'm just going to say Isaac Y because I can't pronounce that last name. Yeah. Um, graded out as a 48 last year, gave up a 72% catch rate and allowed the third most uh, yards per route covered. And PFF agrees with me. They have him as the third ranked wide receiver this week. I think, um, you know, everybody's been waiting for him to get a real quarterback because he did so well with uh, them bums last year. So this coming out party is going to be great for Deontay Johnson. You want to have him in your lineup. Ooh. I like yeah, it. I like it. I can buy it. I have my boy Jameson Crowder. I've been talking him up all year. And uh, going to game one should be this uh, time to shine. Going down the stretch in the last five games, he averaged around nine targets. He scored uh, 24 and 16 points for the highest score total in those five games. And uh, Denzel Mims is hurt going through uh, – I forgot. I'm not going to throw that. I think it's hamstring, maybe. I heard it was both of them. Both left and right, right? I already heard his other hamstring, like, this week or today or something. But what hamstring hurt? Both of them. Perryman, is he going through some things, too? So their wide receiver core is not even that healthy, and Jameson Crowder is the guy who's going to get the top targets. It should be – Donald is going into his second year, so he should be improved. The offensive line should be improved, so it should be better numbers from this guy. Start this guy in your flex, and you won't be disappointed. Also, um, a little bit of news that came out since we – I like your pick, but also a little bit of news that came out since we recorded. uh, Debo Samuels is officially out week one. So um, that is – Kendrick Bourne's stock goes up now, I feel like. Dante Pettis? (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I'm not. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's get to the sits of the week. My sit of the week is Amari Cooper. Uh. I, uh. I think we touched on it a little bit before. He'll be matched up against Jalen Ramsey for the most part. He had one catch for 19 yards. Um. Last year, he's been out of practice. Um. Leading up to this year, so that's not something you want to see from your uh, one of your top producer, quote unquote, wide receivers. I think he was he could low end finish out on the popular like I think um what do I have him rank that right now? I got it up. Hold on. I updated him today too. Um yeah, I feel like he's definitely I got him ranked outside of my top 15. I know that for sure. I got him ranked currently at wide receiver 18, so he's just barely hanging in there as wide receiver two. So I think that'll be like a good day if he gives a wide receiver two day because Jalen Ramsey just got got the bag, so he's gonna try to show out. Um. Yeah, man. 
I know a lot of people are probably dependent on Amari Cooper, so I just want to let all the sessioners know it's a no for me. Damn, I think I have Amari Cooper and Cortland Sutton in Family Matters Dynasty against you this week. So it's that sucks. That sucks. But I like it. I agree with you, Ren. Um, definitely, definitely got to be cautious with him this week. Um, mine is going to be, we touched on it earlier, uh, the backfield of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people are excited for Fournette, bro. Like, you know, expect the big things out of him this year. But I just think you have to be patient with this backfield. Um, I think that I think if I had to choose one, it would be Rojo just because he's been there all offseason. He knows the playbook well. But I think that Fournette's going to get enough of a road to where it's going to, you know, bring down a ceiling of Rojo. So don't like any of them this week. They're all sits, bro. Just avoid this whole backfield. Avoid it all, goes. Facts. Who your sit of the week, Javar? Uh, my sit of the week since Los want to call out a whole backfield. My whole backfield is the Lions backfield. They're supposed to be a three-headed mustard over there. Swift has been cleared with uh, his injuries that he's been going through. They brought in Adrian Peterson. They got Carrion Johnson. And on top of that, they're going against the ninth-ranked uh, defense and rushing last year. They averaged around 102 points. That's the Chicago Bears defense at that. So with all these touches to go around, they're going to be split up against this tough defense. They're all a sit for me, dog. I like it too. And there you like have it, guys. Especially AP back there. That, that just made that whole situation gross. Like, bro, just retire. Damn, set yeah, fuck everything you gotta, up. You gotta pay them bills, baby. Them bills ain't them bills don't stop. First yeah, of the month, come, every commentator week. or some shit. That's facts. I feel like the first of the week becoming every week now, bro. Since you got grown, everything good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that should be coming though, for real. I want to go back to my, my mama. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it, man. That's week one. We did it. We here. That's it. Let's get it, man. Good shit, fellas. Right. The next episode is the waiver wires. The group chat gonna be going crazy on Sunday. A lot of tilting going on. As always, make sure you tune in. Oh, who would I start over Amari Cooper? Was um the producer's question. Let's go to my rankings. You can see. Uh, I would start. Apparently, I would start. Would you start Keenan Allen? I'll put him at twenty second. He's our consensus eighteen. I would start Keenan Allen over him. OJ Beckham Jr. over him. Antonio AJ Brown over him. Um, DJ Shark over him. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. DK Metcalf. Cortland Sutton. I did his rankings before the injury, but on the rim, on the rim, Cortland Sutton. I might start. I might start. Uh, him over uh, DK. Nah. Me either. I think I got DK. And, I, and, and just to let the listeners know, my rankings will be updated fully now that we got all these injury reports. I'm about to do a massive update on my rankings. So make sure you check those out on our website. Sunday. And Sunday. Good luck. Good luck to everybody, man. Week one, except Gabe, Javar, and Antonio in the leagues that y'all are playing me. I hope y'all have bad luck in those leagues, but you know everybody else and every you know every other league. Then good luck, vice versa. Yeah, next week. <laughs> As always, like I said, man, make sure you uh, contact us anywhere you can contact us to, to get your starting sits for and get them in there. Yeah, man, that's it. Peace. Peace. Fuck you, Jabril.